Hello, everyone, and welcome to your uncle's beach house. Episode 50! Episode 50! 50. Episode 50! It's episode 50! Uh, that is our very last episode. No, wait, Rift Screenings is only like 10 away. We're fine. We'll, we'll get one more. Rift Screenings is way over 50. Wait, is it? I thought it was episode Blockbusters is not at episode 50. Then we, we will have another episode 50 in about two years. No, three. Not way over. We just recorded Reptor Screens episode 54. Oh, I thought it was Blockbusters yeah. hasn't hit 50 yet. That's the only, only other one. Okay, so we've got one more episode 50 in about three years, but we're done Gotham for Gotham will hit 50. I'll get to do Gotham 50. Okay. I'll, I won't, but, you know, it's more your thing than mine. It makes you very happy. Is Lord of the Rings going to hit 50? No. No. No, 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 no. it'll be, it'll hit, uh, it's going for about a year, so it'll hit like 26 oh, yeah, right. plus any bonus episodes we do. Um, but that's, this is it. This is the, uh. Beach House 50, and... Gotta uh, start a new podcast so I can hit episode 50 again. <laughs> We're never gonna start a weekly podcast again, so it's not happening. Uh, you can get to 50 with a bi-weekly podcast. We've done we, it before. We've done it with Life. Yeah. Anyway, We've done it with Reptory Screenings. We always do it. Anyway, uh, hello, I'm Jackson. I'm joined by M. Hi. And we have Rick here. Hello. And we're talk here to talk about uh, Akira Volume 3. Yeah. Called confusingly Akira 2. Oh yeah, right? The titles of the volumes. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, both these volumes are about dealing with Akira uh, and not much else happening. So, uh, checks out. Who wants to summarize this one? I'll do it. I'll do it. So, the, the big laser uh, seemingly blows up Tetsuo. You know it's not true because you've seen the movie. We've all seen the movie. Um, but seemingly blew up Tetsuo and everyone runs away. Uh, Kanada and Kei take Akira and take him back to the base or whatever. And now everyone is looking for Akira. And that means the colonel. Um, that means uh, <laughs> um, Lady Miyako uh, who's working with, who's part of the like she's part of the res she's leading the resistance but she's got like the lieutenant guy of the resistance named nezu right he's like her like mm -hmm. um and he's looking for them but he wants akira to use as a weapon he's like oh if i get akira i can go on the offensive we don't even have to operate in the shadows we can just point the big psychic gun at the government and go boom uh get him um and also uh, everyone's kind of looking for ryu because he disappeared but when he shows back up he's also looking for akira and there's just a huge disaster of while everyone's under martial law these like multiple groups fighting and climbing over it's like a big jackie chan chase sequence that happens throughout the most of this volume as they all stumble across akira basically at the exact same time and in doing so um there's one bit where where the the colonel brings up all of the psychic kids to try to bring akira back in and so takashi the like old boy from the first chapter uh the first like volume of the book is the one trying to escort akira away and as he does uh nezu goes to shoot akira because if he can't have him no one can and misses hits uh hits um brain looking at me uh takashi in the head and that awakens akira who starts yelling and then manifesting an energy and then as everyone gets the fuck out of dodge a new giant explosion that vaporizes most of neo tokyo it not only is about to explode it does uh yeah yep. it, it goes off 
Yeah, and then at the very end, in the in the wreckage, the like infinite wreckage of the city, Akira's sitting there and uh, like a bedraggled, clothes torn up, looking very cool. Uh, Tetsuo appears, like standing in front of him. Akira looks up at him, and then it cuts to like this incredible wide shot as they're just floating in the air together. And it's that's the end of the the volume, and that that panel, fucking great. Oh my god! The last four pages are some of the best colored sequence in this entire book. They look so good in those Marvel volumes. Yeah. Holy hell. <laughs> but yeah, most of this book is a big four factions fighting to get to figure out where Akira is and then get a hold of him first. Um, there's a great bit where Nezu's men bring uh, K, Kanada, and um, what's her name? Uh, oh, um, Chiyoko. Chiyoko, yeah. Uh, on a boat and try to like kill them all and it goes horribly wrong. There's a bit where Kanada like eats poisoned food but gets seasick and pukes on a guy to keep him from shooting uh, Chiyoko and it's incredible. The guy's just like, ugh, gross. And then they push him over the edge or whatever. Um, Chiyoko deflects infinite bullets with like a big like armored car door or whatever. It's incredible. Good stuff. Good stuff happens in the action in this volume. She punches the guy through that raft. Yes. Yes, she does. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, it rules. So what did you think of volume three? Um, It's good. I'm like, I'm not an action comics person, uh-huh. really, ultimately. Um, And so I, I was like, this is like good, but I'd like there to be like interactions. There wasn't a ton to hold on to. Like, Conan and Kay basically just become bodies moving through the space. And I still like them because I read the other volumes. But they don't do anything as like the main characters really in this uh, volume that much. There's a bit where Kay goes and it's like, I know Rocker is like, oh, you, you really talk and you know, it's the wrong thing to do. But we haven't, we haven't really grappled with the fallout of her almost getting everyone killed by trying to be a good soldier. That's not really in this volume that much. Um, anytime the Colonel's on screen, I'm having a good time. Perfect. One of my guys, my kind of guy. Oh, he's a great um, guy. <laughs> Yes, yeah, but, but um, ultimately, I, I thought this one was a little thin until like the last little bit, which is just fucking incredible. That's kind of where I was as well. Um, like when the volume started, I was expecting some decompression uh, and uh, to. I was expecting like it's going to be tense negotiations between various factions of the resistance and how they use Akira, but instead it all just kicks off very quickly. It's like a couple pages decompression, and then it all it just all kicking off, and it's very little uh, character stuff. Um, yeah, my, the thing that I was most expecting was now that Akira is awake, which is like a thing that doesn't really happen in the movie, we would get a sequence of like, who is this kid? What's his deal? Like as a, as a person, yep. I wanted him interacting with te- with uh, Kanada and K. He basically says nothing this entire chapter. Yeah, and so once the chase starts and gets a little bit into it, and I realize, oh, this is going to be the whole book. Uh, it was always obvious how it was going to end um, mm-hmm. because. It's like, oh, two things have to happen in the course of this ludicrous chase is that Akira has to do something other than be catatonically following people uh, and uh, Sir not appearing in this book, Tetsuo is going to win. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love very, very clear from the start. <laughs> uh, the, the bit where, where they talk about, oh, there's a boy with a weird arm who just stole some shit from a hospital. Then I was up with that. That cameo is so good on, like, <laughs> on the radio, yeah. There's another one, too. He's, he's in one of the panels right as Akira is exploding. Uh, there's like a panel of him like in like shadow in an alleyway like oh something's going on it's great but yeah the thing about this volume for me is um Ryu and Nezu are so good in this volume and they're both terrible 
but they're hilarious. So Nezu set up this whole thing with he's he's going to double cross, he's going to get a cure for himself, and then Ryu yes. walks in and goes, "So have you seen all these people that you've already met this volume?" He's like, "No, they haven't come to me." We talk about he's he's like frostbitten too from last volume because he was in the cold. Yeah, and then later on, it's um, it's Ryu who finds Akira after all the psychic kids put him away in a, in a garbage dump, and then he walks across Nezu in an alleyway. And he's like, "Why do you have?" Akira, after all I've been through today, why is it you? <laughs> it's just great. <laughs> the bit where he's like, "This is a, I just saw a kid in a garbage can and took him out. I wa- what are you talking about? <laughs> is there a plot going on here? And then just immediately get a shot. Like, oh, okay, I guess it's on now. This must be... Okay, he picks up pretty quick uh, what's going on, but the part where he's like, right, I'm just going to take this kid and then walks into the middle of everyone's looking for him is so funny. Oh, we haven't mentioned the robot friends also. Yeah, we got oh, some uh, Tachikomas in here. Also, I guess they're more like Futurekomas. We got some spider tanks, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And there's that one panel that's um, when they're explaining what they are and how they're going to survive the nuclear blast, where it's just standing in the middle of a wasteland with its head up as like radar's coming out. It's like um, it looks like a Hellbite panel of actually the end of the world, but that's really funny. It's good. Yeah, they say that like even if we all die, they'll protect our land, as if that's like meant to be something you take inspiration from. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this volume's just like yeah, it's just action constantly. There's a lot of like weird stuff. Like one of the psychic girls who Miyako sends out looks like the old lady from Domu. She's even in like a panel, mm. like stocking up on someone who looks like that one of the panels from Domo. So I got kind of confused for a second, which is kind of funny because I've read this before a lot. It was a bit like the main like acolyte of Lady Miyako. I don't remember her name. Just looks like a Rumiko Takahashi character. Like it's like oh, this <laughs> yeah. is like a Ranma character who's just shown up in this in this book. And it is like full of like incredible action. Like one of the best to me is when they when they finally break into Nezu's house to take Akira back. They're leaving and um. Uh, Kaneda has him at the door, and this guy walks up with a machine gun, and he wa- as he's slowly walking on the stairs, asking Kaneda what he's doing with his kid. He sees K kneeling outside the door, and now he's walking mm-hmm. to the window frame, so he can see it pointing a gun at him, and then she shoots him through the window. Yes. It's so well-paced. It's incredible. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, and then um, the, the big thing about this volume is, so the blast at the end is what everyone knows Otomo for now, and what the studio for, and like this stuff for is just the buildings being destroyed. But there's that one page of like the destruction and the black sphere in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So that sphere is not filled in. It's cross hatched. Oh, really? And then someone asked Otomo about that. And he's like, I spent an entire evening gradually blackening that sphere with really thin lines. The editor was really alarmed when he saw it. What, what with all the time it took, but you can't see it since it's a full view section of the blast. There are millions of lives being lost in that panel. If I wanted readers to sense realism in that scene and feel how significant the event was, that work spent covering it up, detailing black lines was indispensable. Making art requires a huge amount of energy and concentration. Drawing accurately, faithfully reproducing characters' looks, and not relying too much on allure, drawing people too cute, etc. takes a ton of energy, to, to a point where my body can't take it sometimes. Creativity is all about projecting everything about yourself into your work. You need to have the honesty to fully expose yourself. The ability to recognize your limits and the power to express how you're perceiving the world is what he said to the people talking about that sphere in a recent interview. That's great. That's yeah, so I was looking. Cool. I'm looking at the panel. Yeah, that is that is a cross hat sphere. 
incredible work. Yeah. Uh, and the oh, you go. No, no, you go. I'm just gonna say that panel, that like the bit where you like you see the explosion at the start of the book, and it's like powerful, but it's contextual, at, uh, uh, out of context, right? Because mm-hmm. it is a prequel image to establish the states of the actual world, and the bit where you realize that this is happening now, halfway through this this comic book, uh, is just it's it's really good it's really powerful that whole sequence is incredible uh as the like the way everyone like literally everyone has been like ah i can use a care for this i can use this and this and this and this uh and you realize that all of these like all of these people have done this like the the sense of like this entire chaotic chase uh of short-sighted um you know uh aims of what to do with Akira has completely ignored that this kid uh, is the bomb that ended the world. (laughs) Um, And the moment that that comes back up to the surface and suddenly in the last five pages I'm like oh right, this book's incredible I've been kind of down this volume but then it just all comes back. (laughs) Uh, This also has um, I just like when like mangaka just fucking show off and draw like the most intense thing in the world. There's this one panel, uh, thankfully Google uh, helpfully provided it of just like a building, like two buildings crashed into another building that stands up. And it's just like the rigidness of the building that's up. And then just the disaster of all the pieces that are falling around it. Um, like my brain just overloads looking at like the, the level of detail in this one panel. Yeah. That's a really good page. <laughs> Uh, the the thing too, right before it explodes, the sequence of like uh, it going like freeze frame basically up to that point mm-hmm. is really good. Where it's cutting between like a family getting ready for school and like the news reports, yes. and like every every page has like one of the main characters cut in like in like grayscale almost as it's about mm-hmm. to hit blow up. Really yeah. good. It does have a the the mar- the epic versions have a slight downside here, which is a problem with all printed comics in that there's intense bleed through. On all the pages that are white, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. You can see the panels on the page previous in like the white explosions on the scans for the Marvel versions. <laughs> it's funny, but not really important. It's just like a factor of coloring stuff in paper. So uh, yeah. something I wanted to do was I didn't I didn't want to ask what happens next. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you the cover to Volume Four and let you figure it out from there because <laughs> this is where we're going next where is it, for? There it, is. it is this holy shit holy shit fancy lads so, Backer of fancy lads <laughs> this is this is this is that one image from the final ED of Code Geass <laughs> <laughs> of, of Lelouch and Suzaku is like an angel and devil, but it's just Akira sitting on a broken marble throne. That red cape has been uh, uh, homaged a lot, like a lot of stuff in this book. <laughs> um, oh, and also this is the this is the big sun uh, like relief that um, Lady Miyako is standing in front of in her like uh-huh. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it should be noted too that Volume Three is the smallest of them, and I think Four is the biggest. Okay. So, yeah, that's the thing to get prepared for as we move into this. Like, if we were doing this like um, Phoenix, it would have been one, two, three, four, five, six. 
Because mm-hmm. this is the obvious like cutting in half point because of what happens in the end of the volume. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, there's there, there's a really small bit I love that um, uh, Kaneda gets like jumped twice by these psychic girls, and then the yes. third time he jumps up and kicks the one down with like a fighting game move. Basically, it's really great. Yes, <laughs> he's learning. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's just really good. Yeah, it's interesting because they're like psychics, but like the way that presents is like a almost like a like Cassandra Kane like superhero <laughs> kind of like I, I've instead of like Rock Lee style like I don't have the magical powers, but I've internalized all my psychic energy to make me really good at combat, and I, that character is always sick. <laughs> There's that one really good bit too where uh, the uh, the Colonel forces or he puts Takahashi on that one girl to fight, mm-hmm. and then he has to kill her basically. Which mm-hmm. kind of foreshadows him getting shot in the head and leaving the comic. Because yes. he's the one who actually commits murder and then he dies. It's interesting. Acura. Anyways, yeah. It's good. Anything else for volume three? No, I um you know, talking about it, I'm like, man, I'm i I'm actually still excited to watch more of this. Uh read more of this, so <laughs> Volume four is a lot of new stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. excited. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm also very excited that because I, I was, I was, I was uh, not down, but I was, I was just getting through this book. Like, I was ready for this chase sequence to end, and then when it actually does, like, this is so fucking good. Those Suddenly, last three pages are so good. God damn it! <laughs> bit where you like, where happening? He's just waiting for Tetsuo to show up, and then he does, and he's just like silent in his fucking coat. He looks so cool. Uh, this I don't remember. Te- from the movie, I remember Tetsuo being like unhinged and screaming uh, all the time. I don't remember this middle period of Tetsuo just being like the coolest guy. It doesn't not exist. Not saying anything. It's not there. Uh, okay. Because they they replaced that with um him being kind of like off it entirely at that point of the comic. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, they don't have really time to do anything with it. It's mostly just him from volume one the whole way through until he's not him anymore. So it's, yeah, that was that was my remembrance of the yeah. movie. So yeah, this is just a which is a shame because this is way cooler. Yes. like the bit where he just appears in the center of the wreckage because he's the only one who has the power to do so and floats. It's just like I, it's such an amazing image to end the comic on. Oh, well, I guess we should note too that um, the main character's gone. Yeah, he got vaporized. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a thing uh, that I, happened. <laughs> I I didn't know where, where, where's that going to go because I'm like I don't I don't have no idea. If, I assume Canada's in the rest of the comic somehow. Uh, but I yes. Uh, so I, I saw the panel and was like, well, this will be dealt with next time somehow. <laughs> yes, and we'll see. Uh, I forgot that this Code Geass art that you posted also has the same cape situation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, there's no way this isn't a reference. This is now, a direct homage. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Occasionally, M will send me these, like, the clamp art that they use in the ED and be like, why isn't the show this? If it was this, it would be the best show of May, but it's not. It's true. It's true. It would be. <laughs> Suzaku is there having, a, like, a shot that should be taught in film schools. You could watch other clamp shows, you know. I could. And M- go. Yeah, I'll go watch Chobits instead of. Uh... Or like X. 
The thing is, if Code Geass had like one OVA that was animated like Angel's Egg, it'd be the greatest thing ever made. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's true of all things and never happens. Uh, where's the Angel's Egg gun to my VA? Ugh, that's maybe the one thing I don't want. You don't. You don't want any. I. Get, I mean, luckily, no one's ever going to get experimental with Gundam, so you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. I guess that's it for this episode. Thank you so much, Rick. So, we are going to be back in two weeks to talk about Volume 4 of Akira. Um, and then, uh, after that, the week after that, we are going to be covering Megazone 23. Uh, 1, 2, and 3. And 3 is two episodes, supposedly. Um, We're going to be covering so, Megazone 23. The, the, yeah, the whole it's, it's thing. like a lot of Megazone. Yeah, yeah, it's there's, going to be a lot. But there's different versions and international. But look... I. Don't worry about it. It's Megazone 23. Just watch Megazone. Just yes. find all Megazone and watch it, and it'll be fine. Yes. Um, and then we'll be back after that for Akira 5 and 6, and uh, that'll be it f- into, like, December. So that's what we're doing. We're going to get Akira done this year for sure. Um, so look forward to that. I just wanted to let people know, if you're not reading along with this or if you just want to get a head start, Megazone. It's coming pretty soon. But you should yep. read along with this. Yeah, you should also read along with this <laughs> for sure. Um, all right, uh, Rick. Do you want to plug anything? No, not really. I was here like two okay. weeks or last week. Yeah, last week. Uh, okay, uh, Jackson. Uh, you can find uh, me at Headfuls Off on Twitter.com and find the podcast that me and I do at abnormalmapping.com. We're doing a uh, abnormal mapping next, like three days time. Uh, <laughs> if this goes up on Friday, we will be recording abnormal mapping tomorrow and then releasing it on sunday the day after that yes we, we fucked up the schedule um, we fucked up the schedule um but it'll come out on the 31st as it always does we've not missed a month yet um one not of us could die to. we would still miss the month and still keep the month yeah uh and that's on star ocean so look forward to that star ocean one the yeah. snes version yeah um, you can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. You can find all of our podcasts and support them at patreon.com slash abnormal mapping. Uh, for $5, you get uh, blockbusters. I couldn't think of the name of the podcast. This is what we're doing here today, uh, where we watch movies and uh, break them down and talk about the things that their scripts are doing. We're about to watch Dirty Harry in like two weeks. Really excited about that. It's going to be good. There's a you know half dozen uh, prior episodes, kind of a newer podcast. It's good. You should check it out. Um, I think the only one of those that's like free is that uh, Snyder Justice League one that you and Austin did, which is a good episode. Maybe not as in the weeds as we tend to get with blockbusters, but when well, we get more a, of them, maybe we'll make one of them free. It was a you know a new release episode. You were yeah. busy or sick? I forget what, yep. what was going on. I was. I think I was really sick when that happened. Um, it was, there was something that was like M's uh, indisposed. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks, Rick, for coming back, and we'll be back in two weeks with more Akira. Got to find out what happened to Neo Tokyo. Is it okay? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) 